Welcome to the Focus on Japan podcast. I'm your host, Lindo. I am your host, Caleb. And today we have a guest, and it is Tanner, or what he was used to be called, uh, Japanese Tanner. Is that yeah, correct? That was my Instagram username. That so was... I would say that qualifies as <laughs> what they're calling me. Correct. Now, did you have that same username on TikTok? I... I changed. Now it's different, but before it was, I, it was mm. the same exact. Okay, great. And so some of you may already know him. Uh, if you don't, Tanner used to create um, content about Japan. It was mainly about life in mm. Japan. Is yeah. that correct? It was, at first, it was the Japanese language that I transitioned mm. to Japan, like Japan life, just vloggy stuff yeah, correct like sure, i remember sure, sure. seeing him on my feed and i was like who is this guy he had about at that time because you delete he deleted his account we're going to talk more about that later mm. um he had about 30 or so thousand followers mm. he was a micro influencer he had millions of views as well so we want to get into his story so yeah. thank you very much tanner yeah, thank you, yeah, thank for you. coming to the podcast absolutely <laughs> all right so i guess the first question was you know why did you decide to create videos on tiktok Oh, that's a good question. So before TikTok, I actually started on Instagram. Okay. It wasn't even a video. Mm. It was like those Japanese language. It was like a graphic. graphic okay. Design. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Regular, you know, I've seen those. Yeah. One is Ichi, two is Ni. Mm -hmm. I did that for two months just for fun. Okay. Because it was during COVID. So I started in 2017. Okay. Sure. Okay. And this was my senior year of college mm. and i was taking classes online so i was like i have nothing better to do so just might as well start yeah. a social okay. media to see what happens and then two months later i showed my face and made a video and then it started you know, what was the first video oh it was oh, i think i'm trying to remember it was me saying how to say hi in japanese <laughs> okay, okay. Very, generic, simple. very simple very generic video yeah okay i mean but those two i've seen those in my feed like oh, of course like i'm like a much more advanced japanese level i still get just like baby's first japanese words mm -hmm. in the feed every now and millions mm -hmm. of views mm -hmm. so oh, it, ma it makes sense good yeah. it's a good starting point from absolutely yeah. so you started on instagram so how did you pivot to go on tiktok um, I mean, a lot of people used TikTok, especially yeah. during COVID times, right? Sure. TikTok was like booming because everyone was home. So mm -hmm. at first I started on Instagram just because I was more comfortable there. Okay. And then I transitioned to TikTok. I, I had no specific reason. It was just because might as well have more, you know, different social medias. Mm. And all I have to do is just make the same video and just post it on different social media platforms. So I was like, that will increase my chance of like getting more followers. Sure. So I was like, might as well try to do that. Yeah. I see. I see. No, I like it, right? So, uh, so... That, that's why you moved to TikTok. Why did you leave TikTok? I mean, you developed this following. Like, a lot of people dream about getting, like, 30,000 subscribers or followers, subscribers, whatever. And then just to, to, like, drop it. It must have been a good reason. Yeah, so for TikTok specifically, I feel like it's because uh, the audience, <laughs> they... They were not as I don't know. I felt like the TikTok comment section, the audience, not everyone, but was just wasn't as nice as Instagram. The comment section okay. would always be like meaner, more toxic. I think it's because on TikTok you can make an anonymous account. Sure, yeah. No one's gonna. You have a username, a random username, no profile picture, and you'll be okay with that. But on Instagram, most people make like their actual profile. Right. Profile, yeah. Right? But I'm curious, like, what, what were they saying? Because you were just creating content. First, it was it sounded like it was educational content it to was help like people Japanese. learn yeah. Japanese, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then it was just life in Japan, right? Mm -hmm. So what was the negative comments about? For the Japanese one, oh, that's, 
<laughs> the funniest moment was there, someone made fun of my teeth. So they were saying it was yellow. Can oh did you brush your teeth? God. I was like, oh, come oh. on. Be serious. I actually went to the dentist a couple of weeks after that oh. and did the whitening thing. Whitening yeah, thing. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. You were influenced by that comment to take action? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I, no, there was like two or three comments about yeah. that. But so, that's what I'm saying. You were influenced yes. from those comments. Yep. So if they did not make that, you would not have made that reservation at the dentist. If you think about it positively, yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean... It, it, it can get to some people like some of those comments get really, like it's weird they're everyone on the internet or there's not everyone but some people are so good at just like pinpointing like exactly what your weak point is and or maybe and there's like a scattershot thing to where you could just like a bunch of people making a bunch of random upsetting comments and just one hits and all of a sudden the next thing you know you're making a, a teeth whitening appointment and <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you when uh, how many subscribe how many followers did you have at that time I don't specifically remember. It was between 30 to 40. Mm-hmm. Right okay. now, it's still there to account, but it's like 50,000 right now. But that happened when I had like 30 to 40,000. Okay. okay, so that was a, that was when you were kind of already established as a micro-influencer. Yes. Yes, so when you were growing from, you know, one follower to 10,000 or 20 to 25, did you get any of those comments or did it happen, you know, when you hit 30 and over? Uh, there were some comments here and there. Mm. Uh, there were some people who were... I was talking about the difference between Hawaii and Japan specifically mm, sure. because I'm from there, uh, Hawaii. And then there were people commenting <laughs> like the, the war jokes because, you know, the uh, like yeah, sure. So there are so many videos where I didn't mean to make like an inside joke, but a lot of audience thought mm. it was an inside joke. So many people were talking about that. And for me, that's a sensitive topic because, mm. you know, it's a very sensitive topic, right? The war stuff. Sure. So many many yeah. people meme about that. I, I don't really feel good about that. It's not towards me, but still, I didn't feel good seeing that. No, that makes Correct. sense. Correct. It impacts you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else regarding this specific topic? Oh, but, uh, about his leave of thinking with TikTok? I mean, like, no, it sounds it sounds pretty cut and dry. It sounds good. And, oh, well, and so did did you specifically, like, got to you to the point where, like, you, you didn't want to put up with it anymore? You'd just rather retreat from the platform than try and, like, Take it on the take it on the proverbial chin. Yeah, so it, it's not like something big happened where mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn it, I'm done." Okay, right, it right, was right. more like I've always been a sensitive person. Sure. To with, yeah. And I didn't really. For me, I'm sure if people saw me, and if people knew me in high school, mm-hmm. they wouldn't expect me to like show my face on social media. Really? I've been always like that shy, kind of nervous when meeting people, mm-hmm. introverted person. Mm-hmm. So even me, I surprised myself by starting the social media. Who thought I would get like <laughs> 10,000, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 followers. So I tried and mm-hmm. I thought it was, it, sh- it just wasn't meant for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have like a strong mentality like other mm-hmm. creators too. So when you say it wasn't meant for you, do you mean that it wasn't meant for you to create video content or it's not meant for you to deal with the pressure that comes with it? being the tension so yeah deal, dealing um, with the audience i love making content which sure. is why i do stuff behind the scenes right now i, I just see. don't want to be like the public figure and i've always been a person that doesn't want that much attention anyway so right now yeah i'm sorry stop making content for my own and then just working so behind i'm curious because you mentioned that you know you are kind of shy mm-hmm. and you don't really like to get much attention mm-hmm. but as you were posting videos you saw that you were getting more and more and more attention but then you continued on right so mm-hmm. what made you continue to post content and create content mm-hmm. knowing that you would continue to make yourself more famous in a sense Ooh, that time I was just like, <laughs> sometimes you know you have those big you know boom when you make one viral video you get tons of followers oh, yeah. the adrenaline's yeah. like insane right? sure I oh see. absolutely you get a bit not delusional but you kind of forget everything else and you just use that to like make more videos and I see. yourself it, it's absolutely a high like 100% like a lot of 
creators, like they speak about this, like really large creators, they're chasing those numbers and they get like this big dopamine rush when they put, upload a new video. They see the numbers go up, subscribers go up, and it's just like constantly chasing this and they'll like burn themselves into the ground. Or burn out, run themselves into the ground, combined once. And, all right, we're good. Uh, yeah, no, but, uh, but yeah, so no, I, I absolutely see even for someone who is a little more shy, like we're all susceptible to those same just like, you know, like base chemical reactions. Absolutely. Oh, that's really good. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, if you could go back in time, or if you were to move forward from now and create content, uh, would, would you apart, would you do it over again? Basically, knowing how things turned out now, would you go back and, and do what you did as you did? Yes, because uh, I was a senior in college during sure. COVID, right? So I I didn't know what I wanted to do post-graduation mm. it was like a scary moment like sure who knew like a virus would like time. Short in time. great like, timing yeah. right right yeah. as we graduate exactly so because i found this big passion for content creation mm. and social media stuff mm. i'm like pretty obsessed with it now so yeah. after work i would do that like i would think mm. about it during breaks i would like look up how to make better videos mm. how to make better thumbnails and all that yeah. stuff so i found it's a big part of my life right now mm. so i would you know this all this all this experience was like Magical to me sounds weird, but mag- magical. Yeah. So I would like re-experience that if I can. Yeah, I I think that's the best outcome, honestly. Like yeah. even if it was bad, just like having so much that you can take away from it, or even just like discovering a passion like that is, yeah. is fantastic. So let me ask you: right before you left, uh, was there anything specific that made you decide, okay, I'm going to leave because of these reasons, or was it just because of the accumulation of everything? Okay, so I left. I used the first thing I made was Japanese language content. So I decided to leave away from that mm. because of some reasons. Number one, it's because for Instagram, I, this time I was doing like Instagram, TikTok. Most of the viral videos were like beginner level Japanese language. Right. Yeah, if yeah. you make a video that's like too advanced, most people are not going to know on a 30 second video. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can, then Japanese wouldn't be a language. It's hard to <laughs> So that reduces like the creativity you have because you have to own if you want to grow grow viral you have to like make beginner upper um, beginner low intermediate stuff. Correct. Yeah. That's the strategy, right? But, yeah. but my question is, mm-hmm. you left mm-hmm. the platform. What was the main reason why you left? Was there something that happened before that that made you think and say, you know what, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going mm-hmm. to leave the platform instead of getting bullied on this platform oh it was more like seeing other people's comments too it wasn't just my account and then seeing my comments and i noticed like it i don't know just that app in general was just very easy to see mm. have negative comments so it, i was like even if it wasn't affecting me directly i was like this is not going to be good for my mental health sure and i don't think i can do this long term i see I'm, if i'm feeling like this at 50k imagine those 100k, 200k, 250k. Yeah. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. And it doesn't stop either. Again, like I've I've uh, I've been chronically online for a long time. Yeah. I yeah, I've dabbled in like the influencer like content creation stuff as well. And uh, yeah, as you get bigger, like the hate does not stop. Like it it even accumulates more. You tend to just get better at dealing with it mm-hmm. or you dip out. Like yeah. like th- those are yeah. really the only two options. That's a good point that he mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like so when you were getting, you know, those negative comments, mm-hmm. One, how did you process it? And two, how did you address it? For me, just talking more about myself, I try to avoid, you know, conflict. I avoid, yeah. So when, because when that happens, I'm so bad at dealing with it. It's not just online, even offline. When someone mm-hmm. makes me upset, it takes me a long time to calm down. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get these comments, especially the teeth one, I was like, 
I, yeah. I responded to him, like, mm. pissed off. Oh, no, then, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't see, do it. See, see, people were like, and then people were like, you just got to ignore them. Yeah. It's yeah. an unfair world, right? Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the person saying the mean stuff that gets protected mm. on social media, not the victim, not the victim of the cyberbullying. Interesting. Can you elaborate on that? Because, I mean, th it's not illegal to say mean things on social media, right? Mm. But then if you say, if, if the creator says something back, it kind of makes the creator look bad. A little bit immature. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's two things. Like, there's, um, the power level isn't the same, right? When you're a creator with, like, you, you know, even 50,000 subs or it gets exasperated, you get up to a million or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, look at this guy right here fuck this guy, all of a sudden you've got like your people at your back who might come try and dox this person, might try and attack this person in other ways. So really while you are being hurt, you have way more power than they do in that situation. But your pain is just like a little more silent. And as like an added bonus is you can do that. You can send your, your followers after them. Again, not recommended. We mm -hmm. try not to do this. But the more you like address or point out people being mean to you, it just kind of like it's chum to the sharks right more people are going to come and do those same things they go oh this got a big reaction when i talked about his teeth i'm going to like take this to the uh, the discord or to reddit and we're all going to talk about his teeth yeah the, if, if you get a mean comment and mm. you respond back the response to that can be really bad yeah so yeah. just the best thing is to you know they're trying to get attention from saying something mean just leave leave them alone or else the fire might get bigger yeah, yeah. that sucks that's unfair but that's what it that's what it's like to be a content creator right with a with a decent amount of following and True. A amount of following so mm. for me I, that that felt unfair so mm. and it was like stressing me out and if i get more of these i don't know how long i can <laughs> right I so i was thinking about long term Quite early that's that's really important that's good to have that foresight absolutely so to answer the question of how you handled it it yeah. was you not responding or you responding? Both. Okay. <laughs> so I ignored them as much as I can. Okay. Or I would take a screenshot of that and post it on my story and rant. Or I would respond. I see, I Those see. last two don't do if mm. you're trying to make videos. Yeah. Okay. The best thing is to ignore. But if I'm going to get this mad over someone making fun of my teeth, imagine, you know, some people get death threats and all that yeah. crazy stuff. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Or swatted. I mean, probably not in Japan, but like, mm -hmm. especially like in America, like it's a big deal to yeah. get targeted like that. It's scary. It's yeah. traumatic. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people don't think about that when they want to make videos, but I think that's like something really, that's it's important. a negative thing. Yeah. It's not just like positive and fun and games. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> so mainly just ignore. That yeah, would be your advice, that's and that's what, way. and you've done it before, but that it's, would be your advice. But it's easier, yes, but it's easier said than done. Like, yeah. a lot of people say, just ignore them, just ignore them lightly. Mm -hmm. It's better to, like, if you're going to give advice to a creator that's dealing with that, it's just better to say, I know how you're feeling, but it's just, the only way you can do this is to ignore them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I've got a question, though. So, you've, you've recently come back to social media, mm -hmm. right, and creating, and before you were saying you really enjoyed the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, way more. Mm -hmm. So, do you have, is, like, this an anonymous account, and you're not in front of the camera, or are you back in front of the camera making content? Uh, so, this is a creator that I'm editing oh, Okay. So editing videos, yeah. So, I'm just... Literally doing stuff behind the scenes. Got it, got and it. the best thing, uh, the only thing I get is like a tag just for credit. That's all. And that's huh? like enough for me. And I still feel the same way as making videos on my own. Like I, I look at the videos like, is it doing well? Sure, I still yeah. have the same feeling. That's so, good. And just, it's just that I'm not in the set. I'm not in the video. And that makes me feel way like safer for my mental yeah. health. Mm. I mean, that sounds like the perfect compromise. You got to do what you love to do. It sounds exactly. like a steady paycheck. It's mm -hmm. not incumbent on you to like perform yeah. in terms of stats. It's not, well, I mean, you still have to perform well or otherwise. Uh -huh. But uh, but no, I, I think that sounds great. Yeah, and it's 
it's nice and this is something I might do long term. If I yeah. feel ready, then I might go back and make a little bit of video. Sure. Like, I don't need a I don't just I wanna make videos just to make it, not because of like numbers and stuff. I get that. I I wanna enjoy the creativity if, yeah. if I were to start again. Sure. I see. You know, that's really interesting there because there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. want to be creators, yeah. Yeah. who want to be influencers, mm-hmm. right? But maybe they're not positioned to be influencers, mm-hmm. right? You, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're basically saying is, look, I'm a shy person, mm-hmm. but I went and I became an influencer, mm-hmm. but it's not for me. Yeah. You know, for me, you know, it, it's being behind the scenes, creating the content, still being in social media, still doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. but not being in front of the camera, exactly. right? I think that's important because a lot of people are, don't necessarily know how to find that. Like mm. they really want to be famous mm. and they keep striving for that, but they're not cut for it, yeah. right? So I think your, your story is really good. So then the question would be, mm-hmm. what would your advice be to people who want to be influencers on social media, but mm-hmm. are also shy like you? Okay, so it's pretty much giving advice to someone like me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So first off, if you want to do stuff behind the scenes, you have to know what it's like to be a creator. So it, you can go make videos. And you have to learn how to make videos, learn how to edit on your own, learn how to film on your own, learn how to come up with good ideas on your own. And then if you ever come up with a block where you're like, I, I, can't, I can't do this because of the pressure, because I don't want attention, don't, don't stop there. I actually stopped there. I, I, was, I was about to give up. Mm. But then I realized that there's like a demand for behind the scenes stuff, like editing, because that yeah. thing takes so long to oh do. Oh my God, yeah, right? absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It takes longer than filming, because filming, you can just like film, and then editing, you have to cut all that raw footage and make sure all that stuff is, you have to add sound effects, music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are actually looking for editors, not just Japan content in general, but mm-hmm. like the content creation world in general. So if you realize that being in a camera, uh, being an influencer is not for you, then you can always like, hone your behind-the-scenes skills mm-hmm. and try to find someone to work with there. True. You'll still be doing the same thing, except that you're just not on camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I like that. But also, like, specifically, um, let, let's say they do want to be in front of the camera, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, uh, let's see, how do I say this? What, like, advice would you give for them? Because you were in a good situation because you had, like, value to offer, right? There are a lot of people who are like, I want to be an influencer. I want people to look at me. I want people to pay attention to me. What are you offering the audience? Like, are you are you just like gonna do, do a TikTok dance, like, yeah. or are you like offering some sort of actual value, like you were offering, mm-hmm. like Japanese skills and, and showing people a place that they haven't been before or interested in? There's oh. value there, but a lot of people like might be struggling to figure out what they can provide. Okay, so before they get started in every in anything, just find a niche, so mm-hmm. find something that you think you can passionately create content for a long ass. Yeah. You can't just be dancing on TikTok to get viral. <laughs> Even if you get a lot of followers from that, they're just going to be seeing you as someone that's dancing. How are you mm-hmm. gonna, you know, if you if you want to do like digital marketing, social media marketing, or learn how to make money as an influencer? Mm-hmm. How are you gonna, you know? I don't know if brands want to do brand deals with someone that's just dancing, right? So you have to offer value to people yeah. that you like making videos about. So you gotta find that. For me, I thought that was Japanese at first. But then mm-hmm. later on, I realized that I like making more life lifestyle vlogging content. Sure, yeah. J- Japan travel stuff instead. Mm-hmm. Your niche might change throughout your journey, but you just have to find one thing that you want to make, that you think you can make videos about, and you can make the adjustment from there mm-hmm. after that. I like it. Sounds mm-hmm. sounds good. Thank you. Let's see. So, you know, looking back at your experience, right? We were talking about people becoming influencers, mm-hmm. right? If you knew what you know now, in the beginning, mm-hmm. would you have said, you know what? 
being in front of the camera is just not going to work for me. I know myself, you know, self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go straight to editing and being an editor or doing stuff behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Would you have done that if you know the information now? Actually, no, because how are people going to know that you can edit and make good videos if you True. don't have a portfolio? True. For me, I was the Instagram videos was like my portfolio for other creators to see that, to, mm. for them to know that, oh, this guy can make pretty okay content, mm. <laughs> right? So if you if you didn't make any content, if you say that you're good at making content, you might just be talking. Love, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's your resume? Trust me, bro. <laughs> like, that's exactly, interesting. Yeah. Um, you can't just, you know, show, not tell. You got to show them that you can make good mm. videos. Saying that, uh, I know how to make good videos is... Anyone can say that. Yeah. Correct. But what you could have done instead of being in front of the camera, you could have went to some creator and said, hey, look, you know, I'll edit videos for you for free. I just want to get, get experience. Mm. Right. So you still didn't need to necessarily go in front of the camera to get those skills. That's true. I feel like the process of that would be much easier if you had like a portfolio instead of mm. just saying, yeah, like, oh, I, I'll, I'll do it for free. No, I do agree with him because also like, like let's say you're like a large creator or even a medium creator and you just get some random kid saying like, hey, I want to work for you for free. Like you still got to like manage that kid and like send him stuff and it still costs you time and you don't know if the product you're going to get is worth that time you're spending on him. So I, I do I do see where he's coming from, but I also see where where you're coming from too. Because not everyone who's shy who wants to get into this, whether it be social media in front of the camera camera behind the scenes is going to want to be in front of the camera just to test it yeah. right so that's why I was asking for you when you look mm -hmm. back at it personally but it mm -hmm. seems that you know as you mentioned you gain a lot of experience from this you yeah. learned a lot from it mm -hmm. um, so you know going a little bit into the the bullying aspect you know ah. there's people who just uh, they can't handle the pressure I mean you you mentioned a great example here how their negative comments led you to take an actual action <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. so you know, there, there could have been more comments that were much worse, yeah. right? So for you, what's your advice to people when they get those negative comments and how to respond to it? Make creator friends. Yeah. Mm. Because you can't just be doing, handling this stuff on your own. And your parents might not understand what it's mm. like to be an influencer because the generation is different. <sighs> And yeah. your friends won't understand you because they don't know what it's like to make uh, videos. All they're going to say is, oh, just ignore them. That's easier said than done. So for me, when I rant about this to other creator friends, mm -hmm. they understand and they kind of like rant with me. So I feel mm. much better. Yeah. You can uh, create content creation can be a lonely thing because mm -hmm. you're mostly making videos and editing and mm -hmm. filming on your own. So if you have other people like that, you know, that you're connected with mm. you can always like zoom them you can always meet them in person and talk about that you just it's just tough handling it on your own so my advice is to make as much creator friends genuine creators not just because you have they have a high following that's another problem because how did yeah. you do it how did i do it oh that's a good question so i did it from instagram and one of my closer friends i actually just commented on his instagram and then he saw it and he followed me back mm. and then i dm'd in and then it led to a Zoom call. And then I met him in person one time and we still Zoom and I see. Yeah. Yay. So I think Instagram, yeah, just a small uh, different advice. But Instagram is the easiest way to connect with other creators. Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, okay. I can I can see that for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, X now, I guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot no, that, that that's yeah. really, really solid advice because okay. you're saying that that is how you combat the hate. Mm -hmm. Because in that situation, it's only you by yourself getting the hate. Yeah. Right. But if you bring other people specifically who are in that space, regardless if they have you know, a thousand uh, followers or a hundred thousand, right? They can at least relate to some degree. 
I think, I think, do you think that if you would have done that, for example, when they made that comment about your teeth, do you think that if you had creator friends at that time that you could reach out to, that you still would have made that appointment? It would have, I don't, that's a good question. So I mm, think I it agree, still would have led to that point where if I just kept complaining to my creator friends about it, they're going to eventually tell me, you got to make a decision. <laughs> You either continue doing this and suck it up. Some, you know, eventually, if I complain too much, a tough love advice. Oh, no, absolutely, that comes up. And yeah. then you'll start to realize the more you complain, you're gonna realize on your own, like, oh my god, wait, I'm complaining way too much about this. But everyone else is ignoring them, They're doing a good job ignoring them. Mm. I'm the only one that's not doing that. So mm. is this meant for me? Mm. Kind of thing. So I feel like in the end, even if I, maybe occasionally, like once every two months, that's okay. But if you do that like every single week. Or every single day when you see a hate comment, Correct. that's gonna make you, you know. So do you think if you had those people around you at the time that yeah. you still would have made that action? I would still would have made the You still would have made it. Okay. Yeah, I still would have. No, that's like, fair. Oh, it's not meant for me. And yeah, I think the rant, the, the relatability thing with other creators is like an occasional thing. So just mm. to clarify, I think mm. we might be talking about different things. What oh, I mean sorry. by take that action, I oh. mean about going to the dentist, not leaving. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> yeah. you meant me quitting. Okay, I'm sorry. So the dentist. I got multiple comments about that. Okay. So I was like, I'm, and I'm probably going to get more anyway. Yeah, I, okay, well, now with the, we're broadcasting on a TikTok once again. So, what's up, TikTok chat? How you doing, guys? Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, but I just uh, want to know if you had that community, yeah. right? If you I had influencer, you would have still went to the dentist. I think I still would have went to the dentist. Mm. Okay. To avoid, and it's the best to avoid as much. You know, if I can do something about it, mm. okay. I would. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So before we go, just quickly on that, because, you know, some people really struggle with this, mm-hmm. you know, and not just about your specific case, but in regards to whatever they're dealing with. When do you think people should take an action from a negative comment versus not taking that action? Ooh. Okay. So first you got to experience it. And then you have to self-reflect on it and then know what to do when it happens. And you try doing that same thing over and over. And if you think you still feel the same way, mm-hmm. then you should like think about it. Like try to do something like you're doing whatever it takes. But that really depends on how much hate comments they get and how severe it is because everyone takes hate comments differently depending on this. Instance. And I also want to be very clear because this can be like dangerous. This is specifically about like some physical aspect or something. If someone's telling you to like delete yourself, like under no circumstances, <laughs> should you ever consider taking like that sort of a uh, comment to heart? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, no, for, for like a physical change or like zeroing in on an insecurity or something of that nature. Yeah, but with that insecurity, people could go and have surgeries done on them. Yeah, true. No, no, they're going to be very extreme actions. I I hear what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I was wondering for you, like, did you have a line to say, you know, for these comments, I will take to heart and I will take an action. And these comments, yeah, maybe they are saying something about me physically, but I'm not going to take an action. Oh, yeah. So I think the worst thing I can remember is my teeth. So anything else, I've never been called like overweight. Uh, so I don't really know what that's like, but if yeah, it's really for me personally. If mm. if I was mm-hmm. a little bit overweight, if they kept calling me that, I probably would have done something about it. Okay. After uh, when I don't specifically know because that yeah. really depends on the person. For me, I'm sensitive, so mm-hmm. if I get like uh, two to three comments, I'll probably like be a little sad. 
And okay. If, if that continued for a month, oh, I, w- I would be like, okay, I gotta do something about this. Okay. Well, Makes just sense. turn it into content, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like turn up the gym with your yoga pants on, start hitting the squats. Whole other yeah. like demographic opens up. You're you're in. Exactly. I can make like a video how people are making fun of me, and then mm-hmm. I, I I record myself going to the gym, and then I show them my results, <laughs> and then I can silence the haters, and that could be inspirational content actually. So. And that is different. We are mm-hmm. gonna end this uh, now, but the reason I I brought that up is because yeah. you know. Like I said, a lot of people do uh, suffer for that. And mm-hmm. it's like when people mention like a negative comment, it could also be, for example, if you are overweight and someone says you're very fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not nice. Not nice, yeah. But maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. Right? And you <laughs> can't do something. No, I'm serious. No, right? I, I I'm agree. Serious. <laughs> I'm so, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was the delivery. Like, you're uh, fat. Okay. And maybe they're right. It's just you know? And you can me, actually man. do something about it, right? So you yeah. can actually take yeah. that negative comment and make it work for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And because you could do something. But there are some comments that maybe you wouldn't want to take to heart. And so that's why I was yeah. asking you a little more uh-huh. about that. Mm-hmm. I think it depends, like controllable, uncontrollable. Yes, yeah. that, that's a sure. huge one. For sure, that's a, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. If it's like your eyes or nose, I'm not going to do surgery just for that. You know? Okay, good. Okay, so you did have a line. Oh, maybe course, you yeah. didn't write it oh. down, but you had it mentally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, that's very important. Mm-hmm. Any other final questions? No, I'm good on this one. I think it's been uh, very interesting, right. very enlightening. Yeah, it was great having you on. Thank you very much. And that wraps up today's episode for the Focus on Japan podcast. Thank you very much for coming on today, Tanner. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Good to have you. And we'll see you soon.